this is Caitlin from Generation Life. Join the movement and remember that you are worth waiting for. Kate, we have so much to say, but I'm going to start by gushing all over you because you're married. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's true. I'm an old married woman. Your wedding video like three times before we (laughs) record it today because you can just feel the joy in that video in your smile, in in the day, in his smile, like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, gosh, I could take up the whole podcast talking about that. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was really special. And um, even just, like, we wanted that videographer too. I had been like following him for so long in his videos. And we were originally supposed to get married on October 10th. And then, yeah, so that's actually what most people don't know. I remember being in the classroom and being like, yeah, we're getting married in October. And then I posted, I'm like, so we're getting married in June. And that date was so popular, but we didn't want to wait until, um, we didn't want to wait until October. So I was like, let's, let's move the date out till June. And I was thinking in my head, like, that's probably not going to be a possibility, like with vendors and we already booked the church and the venue and we already sent out like save the dates and you know yeah. we just we changed it and everything was available um we got a new church we you know changed our venue like everything fell into place and then the videographer was available so oh my gosh uh, it was that's just, awesome yeah yeah so we were able to pretty much like have um like the wedding that that we both wanted albeit modified in these crazy times but yeah Yeah, it just it just really it fell into place really nicely and there's a it was such a joyful day because there was so much like behind that too it was like you know Mm -hmm. knowing each other for four years so it was it was just like yes okay we made it everything we're here it was all worth it Yeah, and I want to also gush over the fact that our listeners obviously are going to hear how amazing you are, and some of them know you, but you do have a really awesome, godly, and strong husband, so why don't you get into that? Tell us the story. How did it all begin? Okay, it began late one evening. The rain was coming down. No, so (laughs) basically what happened was that... In 2016, I was offered a completely paid trip to go to Poland for World Youth Day, which is like a big Catholic festival and people from all over the world go. And so I was going in someone else's place. And so I was like, sure, I would love to go on this trip. And so I, so there's like 50 of us in this group. And then we get placed in small groups. And this would be your group that you would be in for the remainder of the trip. And so there was like six people in our group. group. And so I was placed in this group and then lo and behold, Vince was placed in this group. And so ironically, Vince was also offered a free ticket. His friend wasn't able to go. So we both were like not really intentionally supposed to be on a trip. And then we got offered these free tickets and then we ended up in the same group. And wait, can I interrupt you and ask you a question? Are you both originally from Philly? No. Okay. Okay. No. He, yeah, so he's from like more or less like 
like the countryside and I am like the city girl. So it's like, you know, country boy, city girl meet in World Youth Day in Poland. (laughs) I thought y'all were going to say like, we were both in Philly, but had to meet in Poland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Some people will be like, so wait a minute. Is he Polish? Does he speak English? (laughs) Yes. We both that speak didn't English. even cross my mind yeah I'm like we met in Poland so I get that which is kind of funny okay keep going um, yeah so so the real kicker is and I love telling this in the classroom because I'm like you know he was tall he was tall dark and handsome he had a great sense of humor we just clicked and everyone's like okay well like what's the problem here and I'm like well there was only one problem and that was that Vince was in seminary studying to become a priest so (laughs) So Um, and I was really naive on the trip like I didn't know that at first and Vince never brought it up to me which we joke about Um, so (laughs) I was like why does he have these like go off with these like group of guys and they have special privileges and here he was like you know in his um second year to become a priest which is like you know like a seven year Mm -hmm. program or schooling um Mm -hmm. so so yeah he and I didn't know that until the end of the trip and I was like okay well I knew there was something there because we had clicked and there was definitely a spark there and we had really great conversations and It's funny because looking back on the people of our trip, like we knew that there was something there, but we didn't think it was pretty obvious or that we were obvious with it. And then looking back, people are like, oh, like everyone saw that coming. Like, of course you guys were going to get married. Like, and I'm like, what? Like, we were like, wow, maybe we were more obvious with it than we thought. I love it. I love it. So, so, uh, yeah, so basically I find out that he's a seminarian and automatically I'm like, okay, well, he is, you know, God is calling him to the priesthood. And if Vince feels like he is called there, then I want that for him. Yeah. And I was still discerning in my life because I wasn't always practicing my faith. And so I was very like newly um, like a revert back to the faith. So I was mm-hmm. really trying to you know, just the basics, going to church more, praying more, trying Mm -hmm. to just leave my old lifestyle behind and just really start fresh and and start again. And so I was kind of going through some my own stuff. So I thought, okay, well, you know, clearly this isn't, this isn't meant to be like, at least right now. And I just kind of left it at that, even though I knew and Vince knew like, okay, something is here, but there's an expression that says, right person, right time, wrong person, wrong time, wrong time, wrong person. And then yeah. um, I forget the other one. So for us at that, po- at that point, it was right person, wrong time. Mm. And so we remained friends and we would stay in touch every now and then. And I was just always kind of like wanted to just really build that friendship and just, and he wanted that for me too. So um which so is so good yeah. because you're not sitting in in the thought of like, wow, I wonder what could happen. Like you are still actively in a relationship with them as a friend. So it's like, here's where we can feel it out and not drive ourselves crazy wondering what's up, right? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the really nice part about it is that we knew that we liked each other. We knew that there was something there, but at the same time, we, we just paused. It was like, Mm. okay, let's both take a step back here because you are, you know, you're in school and you're thinking about going here. I'm just coming back to my faith. So it really gave us this time to just, instead of jumping into a relationship, it was like, okay, well, let's, you know, build this friendship. Let's grow in friendship. And that's really how some of the best relationships are born in this foundation of friendship and this season of friendship, because there's really no pressure there. It's you're just getting to know them. So uh, obviously, you know, you, you want to, um, I I just felt like I could be myself around him because let me tell you, when I was in Poland, it was hot. I was like, you know, my face was like shiny and oily all the time. I had no makeup on Mm. and I was like sweating all the time. So I'm like, like there was nothing attractive about that trip. I'm like, okay, if you'd like to be there, this is is a good start. (laughs) I love that. So yeah. And fast forward. Okay, so so fast forward, and yeah, we, we stayed in touch every now and then. And then basically after a few months, he told me, okay, I'm just starting out of the priesthood. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, move back, and I'm, I'm going to start working. And so... Mm-hmm. And so we kept, we kept talking and he, he felt confident that he had peace with that. And again, we still, at this point, like we knew we liked each other, but again, we didn't want to rush anything. Like that was, that was the biggest thing for us was that we didn't want to go from one big life event to another life event. And so, yeah. And Vince is like really good with, with filling in the details too. But anyway, so eventually we did, we did start dating and, and at this point we, we did a pretty like for a short amount of time and which a lot of people don't know that about our story is that we did date, but even still we had kind of like wanted it to be just like perfect and we had kind of like built it up more so Mm -hmm. in our minds. And so it just wasn't the right time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important that people understand is that even if like you think that like on paper, it's this, this and that, if it's not, or if you're having um, doubts or second thoughts, then maybe like, that's just God telling you, okay, this, this just needs some more time and, and leave it to me. And so I think we, we both tried to force it. And we ended up actually putting a lot on the other person, like expecting the other person to, to fulfill wow. something for us that wow. really only God could fulfill. So that was, mm-hmm. that's the kind of the part that a lot of people don't know is that when we, when we ended that, it was like the most painful um, breakup and the most painful separation um, because we really thought, thought like, okay, we really thought that God wanted us together. So it was like, well, why isn't this working? And yeah. so we, we took that time apart and it was necessary and it was extremely difficult. And so I think it's just important for people to know like young men and young women that like you cannot, or we cannot put the weight of what we want in someone, like in one person, in one human person. And that's, what I like, I thought I knew that before, but it's mm. this expectation of 
um, like this person is going to fulfill me, but that's, there's only one person that can fulfill us. And, you know, that's my main man, JC all the way. And the same, the same thing for Vince, it was like, okay, you know, um, like we, and even still, you know, even still uh, where we are being married, it's like, I, I love, I love Vince. I love doing life with him. Like I love brushing our teeth together. I love going out to eat together. Like I love Mm -hmm. it all. And, um, I know like at the end of the day, it's like, he does not complete me and I do not complete him. And there's like a lot of peace in that, that I think we just need to know as young people dating, um, Mm. because we look to the, the culture and these relationships, like this person's supposed to be your everything. And that's just not the case. So yeah. I kind of really went off good on a, point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you, I think you were going to say you went off on a tangent, but it was <laughs> a good one. <laughs> That's where I think a lot of 21st century dating is screwed up because we do expect this other person to come into our life. And then every need that we have is gone because they've somehow completed us. And you're right. right it's not true. And then we expect this person to be perfect in whatever way we make that out to be. And then when they're not, all of a sudden we're sad and anxious and wondering what went wrong. So why don't you elaborate a little bit on that? And then like, how do we know if we're settling and how do we know if we're just maybe sitting in like how did you know that you needed a break and that you weren't settling and that you like you were with the right person but you needed work how did you know to discern to take that time off and to like know you weren't settling does that make sense sure yeah that's yeah it's a it's a loaded question I will give you a Mm -hmm. loaded answer go for Um, it (laughs) yeah I think it was different with Vince because I knew that he was I knew like deep down, like he was different. I knew there was something there and that, um, so it was like, okay, I knew there was something different with him and I knew that we were going to be in each other's lives, but I just didn't know what that end result was going to be. And that was, Mm -hmm. that was really hard for me. And so at the same time, I had dated guys in the past where, it, I knew, I knew right away that I was settling and I knew I was only staying in the relationship or I was staying in the relationship for the wrong reasons. And so I think some of those things could be like, one, if this is like a clear as day, if you're not fully yourself around that person. Mm-hmm. And I had dated guys in the past where I felt like I wasn't fully myself and there was parts of my personality that I would have to kind of hold back or suppress, like, because I thought that, okay, maybe they may like make fun of me or they may mock me or um, like a lot of negative humor is, is a big one where I'm just putting you down and then saying like, I'm just kidding. Or um, that is really detrimental to a relationship because ultimately you're just tearing that person down and you're tearing the, their character down and who they are and then just covering it up with, I'm kidding, I'm joking, but it's hurtful. Um, it is, yeah. I, yeah. And I would say like, you know, you're suddenly if you're making excuses, uh, I can mm. remember, you know, dating guys in the past where my sister didn't like them. And she would tell me like, Caitlin, I don't like this guy that you're dating. Like he doesn't treat you right. And mm. you don't, you don't bring him around mom. And, you know, you know, you're not doing that because mom wouldn't like him and she wouldn't approve of him. And I would say, no, like, I just, 
you know, haven't had the time or, you know, like he's working. I would just make these excuses. But deep down, I knew it was because my parents and my sister, like the people who know me the, the most are going to call mm-hmm. me out. And it's, that's why it's so important to tap into that wisdom of your friends and your family, because they don't have an ulterior motive. They just have your best interests at heart. Um, And if you have like a pit in your stomach where it's kind of like, Ooh, like I just, something doesn't feel quite right. Like we all have a conscience. That's, that is a gift that God has given us. And when we listen to it, like it will never steer you wrong. And so some relationships I let go longer than they should have um, because I wasn't listening to that voice in my stomach, like that pit in my stomach and my conscience saying like, you know, this isn't good for you and you need to get out of this. I just kind of wanted to be like, no, like just, just wanted to shut that voice up. Um, Yeah. I think I'm sitting here like really like sizzled because everything you just said I can identify with and I'm like oh my gosh I remember how painful those experiences were because you finally invite this romance into your life and and these these target areas you just hit start happening Uh and you lose yourself and you lose Uh yourself in despair and it like kills us inside. It's not, it's not enjoyable. It's not joyful. It's not life-giving. And that's all that life should offer. And you've been speaking about that for years. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. It is like, it, it, you know, you should be joyful around the person you're with. That's why I say like, when you see like couples who really are a good fit or a good match, it's like, they have a nice play with each other. They build each other up. They're smiling around each other like they're just themselves like Mm -hmm. if you know it's the right person when you are just like fully yourself and you want to bring this person around your friends and your family like I when you know when Vince and I were dating when we were engaged it was like I just I wanted to like you know tell it go tell it on the mountains like you know I was telling Mm -hmm. the guy at the checkout Mm -hmm. store it's like and Vince was the same (laughs) way it was like everybody knew you know so um But yeah, and I I think too, like if you just, so if you just have that pit in your stomach and you're making excuses, you don't feel yourself and you kind of shrug things off or um, you, you really start to make excuses for yourself. And that's, I think the biggest thing, because then the longer it goes on, the less you're, the less of yourself you are. And we all know what that feels like. It's not a good place to be in. So Mm -hmm. A thing that I was thinking about when I was thinking about us recording this, um, there's just an overall sense of a lack of trust. And in in our culture Mm -hmm. today, we don't actually trust others. We don't trust ourselves to make the right decisions. But I think a lot of us don't trust that true love exists Mm, because of all those three things you just hit because those, like I said, are life draining experiences. And then, so what we do is now we value pleasure or sex more than the reality of being fully alive and getting to know this person. And we settle for these temporary fulfillments, whether it's a hookup or for some, a Snapchat conversation, like anything to give us that instant stimulation. Mm -hmm. And then some of us are even trying to make so much sense of our past relationships, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I got it wrong, or maybe mm-hmm. 
I missed a sign and then we like live in this la la land and we don't trust ourselves and the process that we've made the decisions we've made um and I know a lot of people listening to this girls and guys alike will probably hear us talking about this and want this idea of true love maybe they Mm -hmm. think they're not worthy because they haven't been living that lifestyle or making Mm -hmm. the choices or like are kind of wrapped up in all three of what you just said so can you share some of your wisdom on starting over and not settling you said not settling but just starting over like maybe there are people who are in relationships that need to get out how do how do we start over yes I think there's so many you touched on I mean so many great points and one of the things I'm so passionate about is starting over because that was me I mean that was totally Mm. me I think it's really easy to look and say oh well okay like easy for you to say you know you're married or you're engaged or you have this where I have been on both sides of it and there can be so I really understand with um, people thinking that like well if I take this route like this is going to be easier. Like this hookup is going to be easier because it's going to be quick. And um, I know, and especially I think for girls, it's a lot easier. If we want love, there's this expression, like guys tend to use love for the sake of getting sex and girls will use sex for the sake of getting the love. And Mm -hmm. that's not always true, but there can just be this pressure and this temptation because it's like, okay, well, this is going to, this is going to lead me to love or what do I do? if, you know, it's just too late for me and, you know, I don't have a perfect past and I don't have a great track record. And it's like, well, I can relate to that. I can totally relate to that because when I was in college, I got wrapped up in a terrible relationship that um, there's a lot of trauma, there was abuse and Mm. it was, it was just bad news. You know, he's several years older than me. Uh, We were always drinking when we were involved, when we were involved together never wanted to meet my family, uh, would put me down, would compare me to other girls. I mean, it was, it was so bad on, it was isolating. Like it was, he pressured me sexually. Like it was just so bad in, in so Mm. many ways. And at the same time, I didn't grow up with an example of like a healthy marriage between a husband and wife and not, not, I don't fault my parents for this. It's just because my dad has this illness that has, um, pretty much impaired him cognitively mm. and physically. And so yeah. I just never grew up with strong male role models in my life. And so when this guy came around, it was like, oh, wow, like, here's this guy. He's good looking. He's got a car. He's got a nice job. He's, he's, can offer me all of these things of the world. Like it was really alluring to me. And it was like, mm. you know, I just remember him being like, you know, yeah, I see you. Yeah, I want you. And it was like, wow. I never heard those words before. And so for me, that was like, that's all it took really. And I can remember looking back and thinking like, I had no voice in the relationship after a while. And I remember like just feeling so kind of just drained and used on so many levels and depleted and not myself that I just remember thinking to myself, Shannon, like, I don't want to do this anymore. And Mm. this was after back and forth and me apologizing and him apologizing and just the cycle of abuse. And that um, I remember thinking like to myself, like, I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I made that decision and I didn't realize how painful it would be to come out of that. And so 
I think we really have to be gentle with ourselves because if I had stayed in that relationship or if I had stayed in that mindset, well, like, well, look, I've already, you know, this already happened. And like, what do people think of me? And what are my friends going to think if they really found out? And what if my, what are my sister going to say if she really knew? And mm. it was kind of like, I hid this in shame and I hid this in secrecy for so long. And that's what the, like that's what the enemy that's what the devil loves like he wants us to keep our like our so- so-called secrets and our darkness in the dark because when yeah. we bring out stuff to the light i mean forget it gets shattered and it gets healed and it's so done. game over yeah game over man that's it and <laughs> this like <laughs> so i would just say to anybody listening like if that's you or if you're struggling or if there's been abuse of any kind or, or depression or, um, you know, it's the fact of the matter is the perfect family doesn't exist. The perfect mm-hmm. relationship doesn't exist, but mm-hmm. we have, we can go right to the author of love. And so mm-hmm. after I came out of that, I took a dating fast. I remembered that I was like, okay, there's some friends that I'm hanging out with that were like, I'm drinking every weekend and I don't feel great about myself. I'm not making good decisions. So I had to, you know, really just kind of wean myself off of some friends. Um, I found a really good counselor and I, um, and I took my time with the counselor too, because not all mm-hmm. counselors are created equally. So yeah, um, I would just say like, yeah, be, be gentle with yourself because it's so mm-hmm. easy to be like, that's for other people, but that's not yeah. how, that's not how God sees us. Like he has a specific plan for your life. And even if you feel like you're so off track or you're so in left field, it's like, honestly, God is like a GPS. He's just like, you just call out to him and just like, Lord, help me. Like, where do I go now? And he's like, all right, let's do it. Here you go. Okay. Make a right here. Make a left. (laughs) Not always quite that direct, but um, it's, it's so possible and it's so life-giving for yourself and to, and to receive that help from him is, a gift. We don't give ourselves that enough. Um, great advice. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people will benefit from it. I will change to a little bit. It's a funny note, but it's a serious note as well. Um, I was thinking too, I don't think I've ever officially been asked on a date. Like it's one of those, I either go out with someone and wonder, oh, was that a date? Or I actually have <laughs> the audacity during the date to be like is this a date and then he's like I don't know is it um there's just no clarity in dating anymore even if it like I don't know if people just want the fun or the thrill of going out but that's really screwed up (laughs) it is it is and you are I can't I can't tell you how many people have to have to like ask that question like is this a date and like I don't know is it like you tell me it's like what what is happening here yeah like why have we trained ourselves to either prove we don't care that much or prove that we don't need to communicate now we're just like starving for any type Mm -hmm. of joy in that um what what can we do to make this better are are we the problem are the other people the problem is it snapchat i always think it's snapchat (laughs) blame it on social media that's my go-to um exactly yeah i would i would say a couple things here and 
um, it's almost like the fear of rejection that it's a lot easier to just be like, Hey, let's hang out sometime. And then you never call the date, but you never not call the date. And so it doesn't work out. It's like, okay, you know, no harm, no foul. It's like, okay, fine. But at the same time, you don't gain anything by doing that. It's like you gain something when you take that risk out. So like when I'm speaking and I'm talking to guys and like, guys, ask the girl out in person and use the word date because she will respect you so much more for the fact that you went up to her and you faced the fear of rejection. And I tell Mm -hmm. girls, if a guy asks you out in person and says, Hey, I like you. Would you like to go on a date? Like, let's grab a cup of coffee. I, even if you don't see it going anywhere, I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, I would honor that. And because the fact that the guy had the courage and Mm -hmm. you know, the courtesy to ask you out one, like that just pays compliments and respects to you. Um, and we shouldn't be afraid of, and I tell the guys like, it doesn't, a first date does not mean a marriage proposal. Like keep (laughs) it simple. You know, it's coffee, not a wedding ring. It's like, go Mm -hmm. and keep it an hour long. Um, and, and ask out in person and, and use the word date. And then I would say on the other end, because it's so easy to ghost. And I will say this because I have ghosted and I have been ghosted. And <laughs> it's like, I mean, I think we're all kind of like, oh yeah, guilty you know, in some respect. And it's just he, like, when you let someone know, like, yes, I'm interested. No, I'm not interested. It's like, boom, you're done. Close that door. I can, um, remember like going out with someone and in my mind, I was like, okay, that was like a pretty good first date. And then Mm -hmm. we would be texting for a while and then nothing, nothing. And it was just like, okay, I guess, guess he's vanished into thin air. And it was just like, you know, if, if you met someone and moved on, that would have been fine. Like, just tell me. Just let me know. Like, yeah. Just let me know so that we can move on with our life. And it's not like the guy and the girl is not left wondering. And then mm-hmm. I remember like, this was like a really, I remember going out with this guy and I just knew I couldn't see any going anywhere past the first date. And I said, I messaged him. I said, Hey, just want, you know, um, I had a really great time. I just, for the sake, I just want to be honest that I do not see it going past the first date, but I really appreciate getting to know you and I wish you all the best. And he responded with like the classiest text. And he was just like, Caitlin, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to know you as well. And thank you for letting me know. And I wish you all the best too. Done. Period. I feel like the weight was just lifted off my shoulders here on your behalf. Wow. (laughs) Like I was like, that was such a good response. I was literally thinking like, who can I set him up with? Because that was like a classy response. (laughs) I love that. And I think the communication, like we're afraid of it. We're afraid of what they'll think. And oh my gosh, that's so painful to even say out loud. Like we're afraid of communication. Right. It's like you have nothing to lose, but you only have something to gain. And and guess what? If someone gets their back up and is like, are you serious? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, you just saved yourself a lot of trouble down the road because they just revealed their character to you. So it's mm-hmm. you're really like... It hurts in the moment, but you are, when you have, with clarity comes peace, whether it's a yes or a no, make your yes mean yes. And your no mean no. Amen. 
I feel like you talking with all this purpose and vigor and determination is just like I'm like pumped. Like I'm gonna go ask someone on a date when we're done. <laughs> we we should like make that like a challenge in your podcast and then follow up. We should. Okay. Anyone listening to this right now, if you follow through with a date, you know, tag me, let me know. And yes. I can't offer you a prize, but I so would if I could. <laughs> but you should follow through. Did you follow hear about through. the teacher, um, the professor? I for, you have to remind me what school if you know where she's at. Who her assignment for her class is that you have to ask someone on a date. Yes. Do you know about this? Who is yes. it? I forget. So it was in Boston College. I forget the professor's name. It's called the Dating Project. I will like yes. buy it for anybody listening because it's so needed maybe Um, that'll be their prize yeah (laughs) um so she basically tells them like basically the same thing you have to go on a date you have to ask it on person you have to use the word date and it can include alcohol um and it can't be it can't exceed 90 minutes and her whole thing she's like I don't care who you are nobody is nobody's interesting after three hours like on the first date yeah and Honestly, I wish I had known that because I remember like early in my early 20s going out with guys and I would be out with like three hours. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, three hours for a first date. It was way too long. And it's like, keep it to 90 minutes, keep it an hour. And if it's not going well, you get to cut out of there. And if it is going well, guess what? You just get to save that and have more anticipation for the next date. I love that. The anticipation is so lost today. We just kind of consume a person in whether it's three hours or more because I think the instant access we have to them after the fact and it's like, where's the anticipation? Where's the mystery? Where's the excitement Mm -hmm. to see them again? We've Mm -hmm. lost that. Yes. Yes. With especially it's so easy to be like, who are you going out with? Let's look them up instead of kind of giving them like the benefit of the doubt or um, just getting to know them in person, letting them, letting that guy reveal himself to you or letting that girl re- reveal herself to you, like over a cup of coffee, over water ice, you know, over lunch, yeah. whatever. I love that. And I think that segues into the last thing I want you to touch on. And this is so good. I'm like listening to you and I'm just so pumped. You're so good <laughs> at what you do. So we have oh, to touch I, on, yeah. mm-hmm. we have to touch on, on sex, our favorite yeah. topic. Yeah. You speak to thousands of high schoolers a year on the message of chastity. And in my opinion, and I've seen it firsthand, you really win everyone over. So give us your two minute chastity talk. <laughs> <laughs> the warp speed chastity talk. Yeah, I would say again, too, um, I think it can be so it can be so taboo to talk about. And we have to break that is that Mm -hmm. like when you bring up the topic of sex it's either it's either kind of like you're either like puritanical about it or it's like I'm gonna have sex with whoever I want whenever I want it's not a big deal and it's like well okay let's meet in the middle because sex is a big deal by the very nature when a man and a woman when a guy and a girl have sex it's naturally going to change the dynamics of a relationship as it should and so when we hear about things like the hookup culture or it's like um we just meet someone we have a couple drinks or we don't have a couple drinks and we hook up and it's like when you're doing that like so many you are connecting with them in so many different ways like 
our bodies speak a language. And so our bodies speak the language during the marital act, during sex and saying it's a total gift of self and saying, yeah. I give my, all of me to you and you give all of like, you know, it's like the John Legend song, all of me loves yep, all yep. of you. Um, and so when we reduce it kind of just to the pleasure seeking, well, it really just becomes about ourselves instead of like the union of the two persons. And so I think it can be so, it can, it gets so, it becomes so cheap. Mm-hmm. And we have this like, this friends with benefits mentality in the college. And that's why I say like, in high school and college, it's like, girls, take sex out of the relationship. Guys, take sex out of the relationship and see what is left. And yeah. it's really called the love test because you're really questioning this person. Like, do you love me? Do you love all of me? Or do you just love parts of me? I remember yeah. speaking to one girl and she was 16 and we were talking about this. This is in a, in a public school. And she was like, you know, Caitlin, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was, you know, my boyfriend and I, we weren't having sex for the longest time. And then I felt like that was just like the natural step in our relationship. Like we had been dating for a few months Mm -hmm. and that's just felt natural. And she's like, and after a while, she's like, I don't feel like he's with me anymore. I just feel like he wants to spend time with my body. And this girl had tears in her eyes. And so it's just like, we really, we really, it's really hard to save sex for marriage. It's, it's very difficult. And I think that's one thing too. We always have to remind ourselves that like, I am not ever going to say that waiting is going to be easy, but, and I would be doing like a huge injustice if I was like, Hey, just wait till you're married. It's going to be sunshine and roses. No, but I would be doing (laughs) a greater injustice if I said it's not worth it because anything worth sacrificing for it and worth pursuing you know, is worth waiting for. And so um, Mm. it's, it's the same thing. People will say like, well, it's too late for me. It's like, well, that's never the case ever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, our whole, like our, it's not so much about like the place of virginity. It's just like, that's not so much important. It's just about the person and where you are. Mm -hmm. It's like your past doesn't define your future. And um, these relationships tend to get physical so quickly and then you get swept up in the physical thinking like, and it's, it's really important to guard our heart because we can start thinking like basing the relationship off of the intensity of the emotions. Well, I never yeah. felt this way about a guy before. I never felt mm-hmm. this way about a girl before. And, and um, I've never done this with them before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's really um, kind of, you know, going off onto that, but if, if we're having sex outside of marriage, it can really kind of blur the lens because dating is the purpose of dating is to find a spouse, not because we're lonely, not because we're bored, not Mm -hmm. because our friends are dating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it can really kind of be like, when we have sex, oxytocin gets released, we form a bond and it can be really easy to say, well, oh, it's me like, I know he kind of, he's like looking at, you know, looking at other girls or she's cheating on me, but like, it's not that bad. So we kind of tend to just start to um, almost blot out what we don't want to see because we're so bonded with this person. Right. Right. Caitlin, you are just 
Like, how how much time do you got? Because I'm going to keep you going all night. <laughs> Listen, we can keep, you know how much I miss speaking? I'm like, I miss the students so much. I know. Um, I feel like jobs like yours, it's like, thank God for podcasts. But at the same time, you want to be face to face with these people. Like, yeah, be with me. I remember one of the best things about hearing you speak to the students I was teaching at the time was, because you were talking when you were single, mm-hmm. um, you gave you gave a talk, and then when they would react and they would ache with you, and they would all with you, and they were like, "Oh my gosh," with you, like you felt it with them, and you and yeah. like you just said, like you're not going to sugarcoat that it's not easy, and that you you were like a big sister to them saying that, and now like God used your story and all the speaking that you've done to bring it to completion by giving you now this love story to tell people and this beauty of marriage to now share with them. And it's, it's this full circle effect that you will continue speaking on. And it it gives so much truth to the way that you speak. And that's the reason you can give so much purpose to this podcast right now, because you've not only gave the talk and and encouraged us to do it, but you lived it and you strove for it. And I remember us sitting in a cafe one day and this was like probably a year before you got married. So like when God works, he works. That's all I can say. But when we were sitting there single and, and hashing all of this out, I was just so moved that someone shared the same experiences with me. So this is where, yeah, we need to be with these students and even people our own age and, and just say, like, we're mm-hmm, all in this together mm-hmm. and it's hard, but God is good and the plan's good. And I would love to see you just keep speaking now that you had the experience of the first dating and now married life. So keep going, girl. Yeah. Don't stop. <laughs> so much goodness. So much goodness. <laughs> we More goodness now. That's what we're doing. Amen, sis. Caitlin, I can't thank you enough. Keep going. Thanks, Shana. I would just say one thing, too, in case I I don't know how much time we have, but I just want to say, like, I know how hard it is if you are single or if you're not knowing, like, just keep, you know, really keep praying and just rest in that ache. I had spent so many nights um, in the chapel or just praying like, okay, I'm trusting, I'm trusting, you know, giving these talks on real love and true love and not knowing the outcome for myself. So I just want to say like, God is faithful and God honors those who honor him. So do not Mm -hmm. give up because it's not, it's not a one and done. Uh, You know, my life is not complete now that I'm, I'm married. Like I love Vince and he's cooking dinner right now and I'm excited for, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's a, it's a, it's a journey. So it's not like a one and done. So just if you're listening, you know, just be gentle with yourself because uh, we don't know the God plan, the plan that God has for us. But let me tell you, it is, it's bigger than what we have for ourselves and it's better. Amen. What a good note to end on. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for the podcast.